Clarice Grody, and welcome to the Amplify OT podcast. I'm an occupational therapist by trade and a policy wonk by choice. This podcast is here to help you survive and thrive in the U.S. healthcare system through a better understanding of policy, advocacy, and value-based care. So let's dive in. Hey there, amplifiers. This is Clarice, and I'm popping in with just kind of a quick update. So a little bit outside of our normal podcast episodes, kind of a specialty episode to update you on some of the things that have been going on, not only with Amplify OT and give you some of those updates here, but also just kind of generally things that are impacting healthcare policy. So first and foremost, October 1st of 2023, so just at the beginning of the month or so, we already had some updates to SNF and inpatient rehab. That's when those new policies took effect. We also had the closing of the commenting period for the Medicare physician fee schedule proposed rule, as well as the home health proposed rule, both of which unfortunately contain cuts. And we can expect those final rules to be coming out sometime in the next few weeks. Generally, CMS likes to release things around the holidays just to punish us, but that is when we can expect to kind of see these final rules be coming out. So Just a heads up, I am recording this podcast on October, Friday, 27th, so things may have changed by time you hear this episode. So first things first, to start with a little bit of news that isn't, doesn't feel necessarily directly healthcare related, but is still related. You may have heard that Speaker McCarthy, so the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, was removed approximately three weeks ago by basically what we might equate to a vote of no confidence. So he was removed from his position. They put in a temporary speaker. But what this means is when the House of Representatives does not have a full speaker, they cannot hear or pass any legislation on the floor. So they can still move legislation through committees, which they have been doing to an extent when they're not debating about the speaker, but they couldn't actually pass any legislation on the floor, which kind of put the government at a stalemate for about three weeks is about how long this went on. They did very recently elect a new Speaker of the House um, on a party line vote, meaning that it was all Republicans voting for the new Speaker, uh, Mike Johnson, and all Democrats voted for their own choice of Speaker on the Democratic side. But now that we have a new Speaker of the House, we can start to move policy legislation forward. This is important because the end of the year really becomes a crucial time for passing legislation. Not only do we have another budget bill that needs to be passed in November. So we could be facing potentially another government shutdown in November if we don't agree on a budget bill between the House and the Senate. But this also means that we can't pass any healthcare related legislation. So even if the Senate is passing legislation and moving things through, if the House isn't able to take action on it when we didn't have a Speaker of the House, that policy just sits there. It can't go anywhere until the House is fully functioning. But this also kind of means that we're now kind of like three weeks behind schedule in terms of where we ideally would like the House to be with legislation. So this could put at risk any kind of year-end packages that might be passed to help with home health cuts or cuts to the Medicare physician fee schedule or any other kind of related bills. So that is how things that kind of, again, seem a little bit far off from our day-to-day lives as healthcare providers. But these kind of delays in the political system definitely have an impact down the line in our daily lives as practitioners and also as individuals living in the United States. So it will be interesting over the next few weeks to see what priorities Speaker Mike Johnson prioritizes. Um, Every speaker has the choice to allow a vote on a certain bill on the floor. So 
The buck kind of stops with them if they essentially don't want to hear a floor vote on a certain piece of policy. So it will be interesting to see what priorities come up as he takes his new position. Another popular topic is open enrollment. So open enrollment is coming up for both Medicare as well as commercial insurance plans. Now, one unique thing that is happening with this open enrollment is that CMS has actually implemented policies to review all Medicare Advantage commercials and promotional materials before they can be aired. CMS has been implementing this policy because of concerns around seniors being essentially duped into signing up for Medicare Advantage plans. So over 50% of Medicare beneficiaries, eligible Medicare beneficiaries, are enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan. And if you have turned on any kind of cable news or cable channel lately, you have most likely seen ads encouraging folks to sign up for a Medicare Advantage plan versus we really don't see the same kind of ad revenue put behind traditional Medicare because it's up to the government, not a commercial insurance program or for-profit company to promote it like we have with Medicare Advantage. So far, CMS has rejected more than 300 Medicare Advantage TV ads before they aired because they found it misleading. There are reports that say that CMS has essentially reviewed more than 1,700 ads since May when they implemented this policy, so May through September. And if they rejected over 300, that means they're looking at a rejection rate of somewhere between 17 to 20% of commercials, which is just wild to think about that approximately one in five commercials for Medicare Advantage plans are considered misleading by the federal government. And how long has this been going on? So this is part of kind of a larger crackdown on Medicare Advantage plans and how they promote their services to make sure that seniors know what they're signing up for, because there's also been really concerning reports of individuals who have signed up for a Medicare Advantage plan because someone came to their door or they called the number on the commercial, not realizing that that number is funded by callers who work for the commercial insurance company and ended up feeling pressured into signing up for a Medicare Advantage plan when they thought they were signing up for traditional Medicare. And of course, we always want to make sure that folks know what they're signing up for. That's the most ethical way to proceed about this. Now, the Kaiser Family Foundation also has some really interesting research regarding Medicare Advantage plans. And I will admit I didn't plan to talk about this for so long, but I find it absolutely fascinating. They last year reviewed over 1,200 unique television ads and approximately 85% of airings or more than 9,500 ads per day were for Medicare Advantage during last year's open enrollment period, which is just wild. I think it'll be fascinating to see as these restrictions or oversight continue, whether or not we will continue to see such a rapid rise in Medicare Advantage enrollment, or if people will start going back to traditional Medicare. And the Kaiser Family Foundation is one of the places that I like to go for um, news or KFF. I love their health affairs podcast that comes out every Thursday. Highly recommend it. What the health. But they talked a lot about how these policy, how these ads are misleading either through celebrity endorsements or they show images of the original Medicare card, which can obviously fool someone into thinking that they're calling Medicare or they use numbers that look kind of like the Medicare hotline number, which in case you're wondering is 1-800-MEDICARE, but they're actually listing a 1-800 number that is owned by them and not the official Medicare hotline number. So lots of different ways that these ads are essentially misleading folks. And if you've listened to me long enough or talked to me, you kind of know my opinions on Medicare Advantage. I think there are some pros, but I think there are a lot of cons, especially when it comes to getting access to needed services. But there's been a lot of 
restrictions or at least a lot more regulatory oversight that's starting to be implemented on Medicare Advantage, especially as it comes to prior authorizations and using algorithms to determine coverage, all that kind of stuff. So I think it'll be fascinating to see what happens with Medicare Advantage over the next few years. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by MedBridge, your go-to resource for advancing your occupational therapy career and, of course, getting those necessary CEUs. If you are passionate about staying at the forefront of our field and enhancing your skills, MedBridge is a comprehensive solution. With the MedBridge subscription, you gain access to an extensive library of high-quality live and recorded courses led by industry experts. So stay up to date with the latest advancements in occupational therapy, explore evidence-based practice, and enhance your clinical skills. One reason that I really like and recommend MedBridge is because they have both intervention-based courses and policy and reimbursement-based courses, and that is a rare find in a CEU company. But here's the best part for our OT Amplifiers community. If you use the promo code AMPLIFYOT at checkout, you'll unlock an exclusive 40% discount on your MedBridge subscription. Yes, you heard that right, 40% off with the code AMPLIFYOT, that's A-M-P-L-I-F-Y-O-T. This is a fantastic opportunity to save some money, elevate your practice, and support AmplifyOT. So don't miss out on this chance to supercharge your professional development and head over to MedBridge.com, use the promo code AmplifyOT, and enjoy the benefits of MedBridge while also supporting AmplifyOT and all the free resources that we produce here, like this podcast. So again, head to MedBridge.com, use the code AmplifyOT at checkout, and we also have the link for you in the show notes. Are you ready to take your occupational therapy practice to the next level? Then look no further than the Amplify OT membership. You heard that right. Amplify OT has its very own membership program. This membership is designed to help occupational therapy practitioners just like you stay informed about the latest developments in Medicare and advocacy. You will have exclusive access to resources, webinars, the Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course, Q&A sessions, plus the ability to DM me your questions and get answers fast. But of course, that is not all. As a member, you'll be part of a community of like-minded occupational therapy practitioners who are share their expertise and offer support. So by joining the Amplify OT membership, you'll be able to stay up to date on the latest Medicare regulations and guidelines, learn how to advocate for your patients and your profession, connect with other OT practitioners and students to share your knowledge, and you'll have access to those exclusive resources and webinars so you can reach your full potential as an OT provider. So don't miss out on this opportunity to take your practice to the next level. Sign up for the Amplify OT membership today by going to the link in the show notes or amplifyot.com forward slash membership. Don't forget to stay informed and be the change that you want to see in our healthcare system. This has also been a fascinating time this fall for healthcare, not only because of all the other policy changes going on, but because of the worker strikes. So we've actually had the largest healthcare worker strike in U.S. history with Kaiser Permanente, um, primarily with their nursing staff around staffing ratios and reimbursement, you know, pay, all those sorts of things. Um, we've also seen potential walkouts of CVS pharmacists and some other workers And I always think it's fascinating looking at the pros and cons and debates around strikes, especially when it comes to healthcare. I think healthcare is such a unique field because of the risk and the responsibility we take for other people's lives. 
And I just think it's really interesting how we discuss worker strikes versus compared to like or healthcare worker strikes as compared to maybe like auto worker strikes because there's lots of unrest currently in the country. And I think it's good to make conversations happen. But I just always think it's interesting to discuss the ethics and the consequences around healthcare worker strikes specifically. So an interesting time, again, to be analyzing what's going on. Obviously, this is something that's able to be, you know, mostly effective due to the size of the staff and the size of the company. That's what makes strikes sometimes difficult, like if therapy staff wanted to execute it because we either don't work for the facility that we're actually working in, or because we're such a small department, we can't always carry the same kind of weight as something like a nurses can. But just an interesting time and I encourage you to read up on it. Now, my intention for this podcast was to be short. And of course, as usual, I am being a little more long winded than I originally attended. I will go ahead and give you some very quick Amplify OT updates. So the Amplify OT membership is currently open for signups through November 15th which they will close down again for a period of time until winter break uh, when I'll reopen them again for the season. So if you want to get access to the new Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course, which I am so proud of how it turned out, it has over 30 lessons. The lessons are short, so on average they are 15 minutes with the longer ones being only 20 minutes. So they're really perfect for on-the-go learning. They don't use slides, so you can like listen to them like a podcast, especially if you're traveling and you want to learn on the go or you know while you're documenting. Um, whatever your choice is. So it's a really great resource for that. And I send, we have a private Slack channel for Amplify OT members where I send updates like this on a regular basis, including voice memos or articles or podcasts that I find interesting, as well as a great opportunity for you all to interact with each other and ask questions. So we'd love to invite you into the Amplify OT membership to join our community of amplifiers. That link is in the show notes, but you can also go to amplifyot.com forward slash membership to sign up today. If you're hearing this after signups have closed, then definitely make sure to get on the wait list so you get notified the next time it comes up. If you are a faculty member and you are starting to sweat a little bit thinking about how you're going to teach policy and advocacy this upcoming year, the Amplify OT membership does have a student edition. So we do have a program that we sell to universities, so OT and OTA programs. That is the Mastering OT Policy course. It's in the Amplify OT membership. So your students essentially get some of the same services that our regular practitioners get. So they get access to the community. They get access to me. um, But they also get access to all the quizzes. So basically think of the Amplify OT membership student edition as the textbook that you've been searching for. But unlike a normal textbook that goes obsolete in just a few days from healthcare policy, this one stays continuously updated. So I continuously update the videos and resources to make sure that your students and you have the access to the latest information. So this is not a program that replaces your teaching. It is meant to supplement and enhance policy education. So hopefully to take your time back a little bit so you don't have to be researching Medicare policies in the middle of the night. And if you know, you know, um, and not finding what you're looking for. So because I've already done it for you, it comes with handouts, it comes with transcripts, We made it much more accessible this time with edited captions. We have transcripts printed out both in a regular font as well as a dyslexia-friendly font and can always make those transcripts edited to a larger font size if we have someone who has lower vision. But of course, because we don't really use slides, if there are any diagrams, I make sure to explain them verbally, but also it's easy to listen to auditorily. So if you have students who are low vision, this is a really great resource for them. And I do have a free week trial for faculty members. So if you're interested in checking out how this can work with your program, we currently have 
seven universities, I believe 10 cohorts are in the membership right now and over 400 students. So it's proven effective. People are having good outcomes. So would love to get your your university enrolled or talk to you about it. So that's at amplifyot.com forward slash program, or I've got it linked in the show notes where you can check out more details on how exactly it works as kind of think of it like the new digital age of textbooks. Also have my OT amplifier series. So this has been a series of images that I've had designed that's kind of mirrors like Rosie the Riveter, but with a megaphone saying I'm an OT amplifier. I have the design now featured on multiple notebooks. So I have a dot grid notebook that has resource pages at the back for Medicare policy and billing. It's a 130 page blank dotted notebook that's available in I think 10 different designs. So it's a diverse OT amplifier series. So we have folks from different um, ethnicities and backgrounds featured. So you can get those on Amazon. I also have them in t-shirts, phone cases, whatever, really just trying to help you not only, you know, think about some Christmas gifts this year for, or holiday gifts for your family and friends or your staff, but also so you can show off your amplify OT pride or your OT amplifier pride and shout it to the rooftop. So I will link that in the show notes as well. Or if you just look up I'm an OT amplifier, you'll most likely find it because there's not anything else on Amazon with that information. So I've got t-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever, notebooks. I am also going to be coming out with a fieldwork reflection journal and guide. And this will also include kind of like a planner pages as well as prompted journaling to help you with that imposter syndrome and those sorts of things help you kind of reflect on your learning journey as you go through your level two fieldwork. So currently, I'm only coming out with one for level two occupational therapy students, but I will be coming out with one for OTAs and capstones. They just are in development. So we'll be working on that. The release for that is scheduled for sometime in December. It will also be available on Amazon. I will be featuring all these different products at the AOTA Ed Summit. So I will be at the AOTA Education Summit, which is in November from the 10th to the 11th in Denver. So I'm very excited for that. I'll have a booth. So I hope to see you there if you are coming. And then last but not least, I will leave you with some of my favorite podcasts to listen to to kind of stay up on these different updates. So I really like the Politico Pulse Check. It's a healthcare based podcast that comes out most days, I think. I'm not quite sure on their full schedule, but generally the podcast is under 10 minutes. So it's a really great kind of quick news update. I also love What the Health, which is by KFF Health News. It's an all-female reporting staff that talk about healthcare policy and kind of what's going on. So they cover both politically as well as like the judicial side of things. The Weeds has had some really good, this is from Vox, um, has had some really good articles and stories on open enrollment. So I encourage you to check those out. And those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head. I'm also a big fan of NPR. So I listen to NPR politics update or NPR politics, which comes out every afternoon, as well as NPR up first. These tend not to be healthcare related, but they're good for just kind of keeping tabs on what's going on in our country and in the world. Also definitely like the daily from the New York Times. Again, generally one that's not super focused on healthcare unless there's something specific, but also kind of gives you some deep dives into specific topics or stories that are impacting our country and our world. So with that, in this unfortunately not very short podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, I appreciate you all. And let me know if you like these kind of updates and I'll try and incorporate them more often. 
If you made it this far, I want to just take a moment to say thank you so much for listening to the Amplify OT podcast, and I hope you're feeling a little more inspired and prepared to amplify your value and the value of occupational therapy. If you found yourself at any point thinking, gosh, I guess policy isn't that dull and boring, then you're definitely going to love how we talk about policy and advocacy in the Amplify OT membership. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up today so you can take an immediate next step towards emerging as a confident clinician. And of course, don't forget to follow the Amplify OT podcast so that way you never miss an episode. And you know, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and leave us a five-star review because that's the best way to help others find the podcast too. And of course, thank you so much to Jessica Riccio for editing this podcast and for all of you for giving me a reason to record it. You're now officially part of the OT Amplifier community and you are now prepared to go out there and advocate for OT because remember, if we don't advocate for occupational therapy, then who will?